Hello everyone at Church Wigan. My name is Augustine Tanner Eim, and I'm currently the assistant principal of St. Mary's College, University of Durham. Um, I'm an educator, a theologian, a speaker, and as well as a social justice advocate as well. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, but moved to the UK um, seven years ago to um, work for the Church of England. And um, I am also a good friend of your curate James um, and lived and trained with him at Durham um, for the last three years. So I'm really thankful to be doing this. This reflection on the Anglican Communion is something that is absolutely fascinating for me, as well with our reading from 1 John. 1 John says this, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of God, the life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is a message we have heard from him, and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him no darkness at all. Being an Anglican from the U.S. and being involved in missions to Africa, to Asia, to Latin America, has helped me realize our faith and our world is interconnected. My second year, I traveled to Sydney, Australia, and Auckland, New Zealand. I wanted to learn from different Anglican traditions and ask questions about how their racial reconciliation we can learn from within the Church of England. I wanted to ask questions, but also to bring back a renewal sense of God's missional call for his people. And this passage from John's letter, he is meaning John, uses the plural in the text. John writes, we have heard, we have seen, our eyes. This is not just John making something out of nothing, but rather John being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this to God's people. John is excited to express the saving grace of Jesus Christ with one another. This is not merely a Western individualistic exercise, but this is a collective practice, a joy that overflows from light in him. He writes, are you, and the joy may be complete. My joy became complete when I see God's miraculous miracle of going around the world, transforming lives and nations. Now, to give you some context, Sydney Diocese um, is on the more conservative end of the Anglican Communion, and Auckland Diocese is more middle of the road. I learned very much in city diocese, to listen to the word of God, to respond to the word of God, to preach the word of God in season out of season. In Auckland, I learned about how even in our differences, we can be united in Christ. So when I was in Australia, most of the, most of the diocese was pretty much the same um, church tradition. But in Auckland, they were quite different. But also, 
They had indigenous, so Maori and Pacific Island churches. They also had Pakeha, which is like mostly white European churches as well. And I learned these two cultures merging together to how do you deal with leadership? How do you deal with different cultures, understanding? And that was huge for me. The gospel of Jesus is not this individualistic exercise. But the gospel of Jesus is this collective practice that brings forth one or another for the renewal of society and the kingdom of God. First John is all about joy being made complete in Christ Jesus. This is fascinating because one of the big things in Australasia that I experienced is what people really want to see is people's joy being made complete. My experience in um, Australia and New Zealand was transformative. It was transformative because it helped me to really process. I'm a loud, sometimes obnoxious um, extrovert, but it helped me to be quiet, go slow, and listen. Sometimes that's really a struggle for me. Sometimes that's a struggle for so many other people as well. Do I really want to listen? No, these people are wrong. I'm right. My theological views are right. The way I do it is right. But actually, maybe I should stop. Maybe I should be quiet. Maybe I should listen. First John, it says concerning the word of life, life that was made manifest, and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life. John is not talking about his life. He's talking about the life of Jesus. I learned on my trip really, really far away, lots of jet lag. It's not about me. Christian faith is not about me. It's about us. It's about we. We do this together. The Maori culture taught me that. This looking at self, this individual self thing, is not what we ought to do. We ought to do something else so our joy may be made complete. This is a message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. There is no darkness in the light. Christ came to save us from the darkness of this world and the darkness of society and the darkness from ourselves. But that is a collective understanding. What I learned from New Zealand especially is that it's not about me it's about us this collective understanding of the gospel of Jesus it was amazing life-changing I fell in love with the people the youth that I met um, as well as I fell in love with all the different tribes and cultures um, and indigenous Australia and also the churches I have a new awareness to pray a new awareness of the global scope of the Anglican Communion and of how I just fit in such a small piece, a part of that. God's vision for our church is global. It's also local and national, but it's global. John writes this in distress. He writes this to a people who he wants them to know and fellowship with the person of Jesus. He is our Lord, our Savior, our King. One thing that really hit me when I went to Australia, New Zealand, is the effects that colonialism 
have left on the world. Lots of indigenous people were pretty upset about English presence, especially missionary presence in those places. I'm in a man in Australia, and this man in Australia, he said that the missionaries would read the Bible to his grandmother and then also hit her at the same time. Now, I can't validate that story, but this is his experience. And he basically said he doesn't want anything to do with the church. And that was difficult. That isn't the same thing that I see from 1 John. We have heard from him and we proclaim to him that God is light and in him there is no darkness. Unfortunately, sometimes in bringing light to people, historically we have made darkness more dark. We should have made it more light. We have to repent of our history. We have to repent of the things that we do. That's a part of our gospel call. Because God is light and in him there is no darkness. I was able to share with my friend, my indigenous friend, about the amazing privilege of the gospel of Jesus and the mystery of the gospel. And I'll be honest, he was not as receptive as I would like him to be. But I think he did hear something, that what happened to his grandma was not Christ doing it. It was broken people. As we go through our day, as we look to the global church, let us be reminded. The gospel is so that our joy may be made complete because in God, there is no darkness. Let us pray. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.